The Tights and Fights podcast, for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. Summer Slam, and the living is easy. Logan's jumping on top of Ricochet. Oh, your Roman's here. No, I'm done. I, I got it. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Everybody's here talking about how a night, yeah. Hal Lublin, yeah. and I'm joined by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation. Saturday nights are all right for writing. Lindsay Kelk, why didn't I sing that? I didn't. <laughs> I mean, we got one song out of you, Hal. It feels like too much to ask, too much to ask. Mm. But it's funny you should say that because that is what I will be doing this Saturday night. I like to think someone's listening to this on their way to somewhere fun, doing something fun, and they can think of me sat in my garret scribbling away. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like a... Dickensian orphan pounded out words in exchange for gruel. That's you, what I'll be doing. Can you confirm or deny whether or not you'll be wearing Elton John's iconic Spangly Dodgers outfit while you're writing? Confirmed. Thank Confirmed. you. Thank yeah. you. That's all yeah. I ask. It's all I wear to write in. It's the only thing I will wear to write in. <laughs> Yay. So, did you have fun? SummerSlam weekend. The party of the summer. Sure. Yeah, it was the party of the summer. <laughs> I just should apologize in advance to everyone listening. I'm very tired. Uh (laughs) I'm very stressed on a lot of deadlines, which I know a lot of people are. So many people say August is like a dead month and there's nothing to do. Mm -hmm. I I find that to be true for management types. And the rest of us are desperately trying to get ahead um, and work away. So I'm like, good for you, Italy, with the whole month off. Good for you. (laughs) Yay for SummerSlam. I guess I did have a fun SummerSlam in that I had a a rip-roaring good time and also some wine so yeah (laughs) i turned it into wrestlemania i meant to watch it on time i got i got delayed a little bit so i started it like 90 minutes late and then i was like i'm tired i'm gonna go upstairs i'll watch some of it in bed then i fell asleep had to go back to finish it so it was was a two-day event it was the wrestlemania party of the summer for me (laughs) i love that for you old and tired i love a little nappy nap in the middle it was long it felt long Mm -hmm. it felt Mm -hmm. good i didn't feel like it was too long but it did feel long i think because the matches were all so long which i loved it felt like everything got all of its time but it did feel like oh it's still going on like a couple of times mm-hmm. I was like, what time is it? It was long, but long in a good way, like you say, when there are fewer matches. You know, I, I think with the way that Paul and company are handling these PLEs, I'm in the I'm in the industry, they're putting an <laughs> emphasis on fewer matches and more time. And that's not been the case traditionally. The complaint usually is instead of why isn't this person on the card, it's how come their match was only five minutes long? Now yeah. we have this trade-off of the matches are all a good length. I don't think there, I, I, in my opinion, there was no match that overstayed its welcome. And we're going to dig into the card in just a second. There are certainly matches that could have been on the card that would have been fun to watch. 
I don't know that there are any I would substitute for everything that I saw because there's nothing no. built up enough that that uh, I was in anticipation of it. Yeah, agreed. I so I mean, we talked a little bit about this last week, and I saw a lot of people talking about this online that people were really disappointed in the number of women's matches on the card, and I sure. 100% understand that. And it's not that I don't agree with it. I do agree that there should be more women's matches on that length of a card, but I'm not okaying it or excusing it. This is my opinion, is that I don't think the pay-per-view itself could have been made better. Sorry, the premium live event. I I don't want to insult you, Hal, being a man of the business. We call them PLEs, yeah. Yeah, the PLEs. I don't think the PLE would have been... I didn't want to overstep by using the lingo. I, I don't think it would have been improved by adding the Becky Trish match or adding a rear match that had no build to it or adding a tag team match, which obviously, like, yikes. If anything, it would have undermined it because I think it would have been the weaker spot. Again, like, I agree that there should have been more women on. I don't think I could have chosen a match to put on it. It speaks more to the fact that we need to do more work building up the women's division. Again. Again. But yeah, the women's matches that we did have, I enjoyed. I'm going to do the best I can to remember the order that these matches happen. That will fall apart <laughs> quick. I love that they put Brock on first. Almost. They put him early so he could so he could still get on his plane well, or whatever. Both but... people that needed to fuck off got to come in first, right? <laughs> yeah. like both people that yeah, needed I mean, to fuckity bye uh, uh, got to play their songs early. Apparently Logan Paul didn't even shower. He didn't even get changed. He got on a plane and went to see his brother. I don't doubt it. Do you doubt that? Does he shower? Anyway, like, I don't know. He's a terrible person. I have yeah. to assume he just is like a walking axe body spray. I know I've said it over and over again. It's almost nothing new to say. I despise him and, and I know. how he's built his career. I don't know that I think he's a fundamentally good person. I think at the at best, I think he's a fundamentally ignorant person. But man, if there was ever anybody who who has found their calling at a certain point in their life, even after tremendous success elsewhere, it's Logan Paul. Guy was built to be a WWE superstar, and he's so good at it that he's working these matches with different types of people, not only holding his own, but able to tell the story, able to keep the crowd engaged. He understands the assignment of being a heel. He doesn't make yeah. the mistake a lot of celebrities come in. Uh, well, you know, they have to like me, right? Because I'm famous. I'm better than this. He doesn't yeah. feel better than it at all. He feels committed to it, and it's really impressive. Yeah, I know. I This is a safe space for the I hate and yet I'm compelled by Logan Paul mm-hmm. fan club. Um, it's, it's a distressing time for us members of that club because mm-hmm. it's got to the point now where I saw that he got engaged and I was like, oh, that's nice. Maybe she'll be the making of him. And then I was just like, all right, Nana, leave it alone. He's probably 100% a terrible person. When do you know what? All I know is, as you say, I know he's an ignorant person. I know that right. for a fact. But I have a tattoo of an Ezra Pound poem on my back. And some people <laughs> will tell you he was not a good person ever either. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you do things when you're young and you're an English major. In the early stages of the match, not the very beginning, maybe like the middle third, when the heat went out of it a little, I think, because it was yeah. one of the longer matches that he's worked and it felt like he knew and he adjusted and they adapted to it. Even throwing the brass knuckles down his pants, like the way he just like popped him open, chucked him in, like yep. that was so smart. He didn't just leave the brass knuckles in the ring. 
He instinctively tossed him down his tights. I'm like, I hate that kid. I hate that kid. Congratulations on your I engagement. Know. I'm sitting here in the year of our flying spaghetti monster 2023 and saying, Logan Paul helped make Ricochet that night for the WWE <laughs> audience. I'm not saying Ricochet is an a world-accomplished performer. And, you know, he's had some success in WWE, but this is like maybe the biggest match he's had on a big stage in WWE. And even in defeat, because he, he can only be defeated by brass knuckles, he comes out of it looking yeah. like a million bucks. I mean, he opened SummerSlam. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. You opened SummerSlam and you held the crowd and... Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I just, it was a really hot start for the pay-per-view full stop. The first two matches, that first hour, just fire. Just absolute fire. Yeah. I, the one thing I miss is, I, I feel like if Mauro Ronaldo had been on commentary, we definitely would have gotten an Alabama dock fight reference. Like, no question, oh, he would have called absolutely. it out absolutely. and said something during that <laughs> match or a later match. Uh, now, remember last week, my prediction for the sleeper match was Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. I think they delivered about as good a finish to that series of matches and that feud as you yeah. could get from them. Oh, I loved it. And I was not excited for it at mm-hmm. all, which I actually do think helped because my expectations were very low. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't give a shit. Um, and that's the best way to go into a Brock Lesnar match because you never know what you're going to get. I thought it was amazing. I thought they both looked so hungry for it and if i have one criticism of cody it is that it sometimes feels too polished and slick his delivery even in his earnestness even when he's you know giving his oscar bait speech direct to camera i'm like oh come on yes we all saw you practicing this back say shut up no one's this earnest all the time (laughs) your kid is not going to believe a a word you say when you give her a curfew she'll be like okay dad but I just, it, it, I felt it. I felt that match. Every slog, every push. Yeah. Um, I just thought they did a beautiful, beautiful job of storytelling, of both really feeling like they meant it. Brock's shorts came ripped apart and he did a full magic mic and just carried on. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen him fully remove them and just wrestle in the speedo. Sure. I do think that should have been how it ended. You can't have everything or else what have you got to live for? That's true. That's true. And the, the moment, I mean, what the story is... And who knows if this is true, that that the raising of the arm and the hug at the end was was improvised. It was not something that was booked that way. And it was something that Brock decided to do. Cody Rhodes earned a measure of respect from the greatest combat sports athlete on the planet. I can't imagine him saying yes to it if it was thrown in his face that he didn't want to do it. Oh, absolutely. Second, I can't think of a time in the 21 years off and on that he's wrestled with WWE that he's done that for anybody. A consensual hug and a handshake from two manly men. We love that. By toxic masculinity. This show was a show of, by and large, people being made. Yeah. So you have... Logan Paul helping build up Ricochet. You have you don't need to make Cody Rhodes, but the, there are very few people when you reach that top, uh, that upper echelon who can make you. But Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. is, is one of them. And that's a huge mountain to climb and a very big deal. It says a lot about the company's faith in you that they go, okay, you're going to go over him two out of three times. And the third one's going to be decisive. 
That's a, that's a huge clean, clean and decisive. Yes. And then we got the making of a new champion in, in EOS guy who cashes in after Bianca Belair pins Oscar for the, uh, raw women, raw, no SmackDown women's championship, right? Smackdown, Smackdown women's, women's championship. championship. Yes. Nope. I refuse nope, to learn no, the no, no, no. new. It's, it's the, no, Julian, don't, don't you, you dare, dare tell us what it is. Call it, don't, don't you, you dare, Julian. Because I refuse to you, learn. I swear. I refuse to learn. No. Those things are, those colored plates are buried. They're never coming back. I don't, I, yeah, but it's only on it's one show. Smackdown and there's Raw and I will not learn four new things yeah. from this fucking entertainment sports industry. Thank I you. will not do it. You don't want to learn about the World Mustard Championship? No. No, thank you. We were talking about this, and I, I thought it was a really, I mean, it was a great match, first of all. Obviously, you get those three women in the, in the ring, you're going to have a great, great match. I love the the mist spot, because I was I was like, oh, we're getting close to the mist. The mist is going to happen. Is it here? Nope, not yet. It's here. <laughs> and then when it happened, great, perfect timing, everything. I, I, I don't know who, is it Jamie Noble? Is he the one who's booking a lot of these women's matches? Whoever it is is doing a, a fantastic job of working with world-class talent. It had a great flow to it. It didn't have any like dead spots, which which you run into. You can run into that sometimes with a three person mm-hmm. match. And then the cash in was a really nice surprise, and it was nice to have all those women together. And I I I, I don't want to talk poorly about it. I want I want you to talk about the moment for you because it it affected you, Lindsay. So I'm gonna be quiet. From a storytelling perspective, I just absolutely loved the match. Felt a little long. I'm going to be honest, it felt a teensy, teensy, teensy bit long, but that would be my only quibble. And I'm hardly quibbling about women getting more time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fine. It's just like, maybe they could have thrown Bianca out the ring one fewer times, like one or two fewer times. I'm like, oh, there she goes again. Oh, there she goes again. But I will say props to Bianca's hair and makeup, which was fucking on point Saturday night. But the ending to me was absolutely beautiful. Bianca wins it again. And I fully... I fully sat there going like, oh, fucking hell. We just got that back. Like, and I'm like, oh, they, I literally sat there going like, they better be thinking about doing a heel run with her. They better be doing something. And then the music hit and I had totally forgotten. Mm-hmm. I hadn't anticipated it at yeah. all. Bailey coming out and smacking everyone with the briefcase <laughs> was absolutely beautiful, yeah. especially after they've teased an EO Bailey breakup for the last couple of months before Dakota got injured, especially. I just thought it was stellar. And then obviously you've already got the story written in that Bianca's leg is is seriously injured. So how is she going to fight back, especially after Bailey twats it with the briefcase? And then we get the gorgeous, gorgeous moment for Io. And it just, the whole thing made me so happy. And I thought it was so right. I thought it was so well done. Yeah, I I think uh, you were, I think it was either you or Danielle said it was like, did you say it was the best cash in or... Just like a top cash-in. I didn't say it was the best cash-in. Danielle must have said it was... I think she said it was one of the top cash-ins. Yeah. I have the memory of a goose and <laughs> can't can't remember things unless they happened last week. It was a very well-orchestrated cash-in. I love EO Sky as champion. I love the switching it up. I thought it was a great moment. I thought the press conference afterwards was maybe the best part of the whole cash-in. The three of them together just sort of talking and being supportive of one another was great. I said in that thread, I was like, I think I only remember really two cash-ins. One was Dolph.
for so long that him winning carried a weight to it. And I wish I'm not saying it, it doesn't like diminish the cash in, but I wish they had spent the time prior to this building up why she should be champion because otherwise, yeah. Otherwise I think the rain will get cut short. I don't know how long of a lead you give someone when the title is, it's going to be more about the title making them than them making the title. Cause the list of people who've had it before her, are a big deal. So she's every bit capable of it. There's no question of whether oh, she absolutely. can. absolutely. And she was an amazing NXT women's champion. Yes. She was fantastic Wonderful. in NXT. So I am very happy to see where it goes. I am choosing optimism <laughs> and choosing to believe that there is a plan behind this because they do seem to know what they're doing with the women when a title is involved. Yes. They seem to have a plan. It's just the rest of them that they're like, I don't really know. Yeah. And obviously, Damage Control have been back for a year. That Everything they've done has been so carefully orchestrated and storylined. Obviously, they had a curveball thrown at them with a few injuries. But I, I am really excited to see where it goes. I think she has fantastic potential. I know we've got some other women rumored hotly rumored to be coming back Kyrie for one Kyrie Sane has uh it's confirmed she closed her gym like what else do you need to know that's interesting to me how that fits into the mix because man I loved Kyrie Sane Mm -hmm. uh and Kyrie Sane EO Sky I would like to see it absolutely last week you and I had a back and forth a heated back and forth not heated at each other just both passionate so passionate about the graps. Passionate about the graps and Captain Show and Tip and whether or not he <laughs> would, could, or should win the title maybe against Seth Rollins. Maybe if he'd shown more tip, pal. Maybe if, if he'd shown only, more tip. Uh, no, maybe more shaft. It, more I don't shaft, think he could show fair. more tip. It looked like, sometimes it looks like, like there's a smurf <laughs> living on his crotch. Like, oh, there's the mushroom. It calls home. As long as the mouse remains in the house, he can he can show as much of it as sure. he likes. I, I believe that's the rule. Yeah. I think that's what they've told yeah, him. Your, your rules. I'm just a guest in the house. And that guy from Imperium was like, had his ear up against the door being like, oh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And, <laughs> and that's why his his mouse is also popping out to say Here's my strudel. Um, <laughs> I think the way they played it out was the best possible way to play it out because it creates problems within Judgment Day. His refusal to use the briefcase until it is absolutely a final effort and then when he does having it ultimately screw him over, the people were hot for him to win. They were so excited yeah. to see him to, at the thought that he might win. And there were a couple of near falls there where I was like, oh, Lindsay was right. They're pulling the trigger right now. And this crowd is yeah, ready Yeah, I really for it. didn't know which way it was going to go um, all the way through the match. Honestly, it's like, could have gone either way with the storytelling. I- I'm not ready to say goodbye to my Judgment Day babies. That's my main thing here is I- I'm like, I'm down to see what happens with mixing it up. I know now we've got the other Spider-Man pointing at the first Spider-Man hanging around. Mm-hmm. Got JD McDonough. Yes added to the mix i won't lie and i know this is not going to be the world's most popular opinion it's more i realized after the fact it's more that i am so over seth Mm -hmm. i'm just over it that i think i wanted him gone without of the belt for a minute than anything else you know because even if we do seth cody like 
I saw that ten times last year. And I know, like, you know, yes, that gives that a history, and it's like, well, you literally beat me out of the ring for a year, blah, 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 blah. But I just had that storyline with Finn. He, he injured him, and he wanted a match, and now Cody's going to be like, well, you injured me, I wanted a match. If everyone that Seth had ever injured comes in and demands a match, we are in for a long old oh, run things coming down from the rafters yeah oh, oh yeah he's coming down with cena yeah. and his like nose job i'm just over it i'm sorry seth i really respect you and everything that you do but please have a minute go and have, have six months with the kid wait you're, you're missing you can't get that time back seth like every day you miss with that baby Whatever it is, just stop laughing on my fucking television screen you know i i <sighs> think that they I mean, obviously, it's 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 over. People love it, but personally, for my tastes, they went the wrong way with the character and where he was last January, not this past, because this past wasn't the one. This past wasn't the one where he wrestled Roman. That was in 2022. That was so great. The idea that he's like the new, he's like the king of mind games. Because we saw a little bit of that. Yes, the cerebral Seth. That's what I want. The architect back. That's what I want. It's in there. It's in there. The vest that he wore underneath all that stuff was the vest he wore the night that Finn got injured. It's a great little piece. And not that I didn't love his frock, but it's not what I'm here for. I'm done with him walking to the ring looking like an extra from the fifth element. Like it's not... (laughs) <laughs> there's nothing compelling about it they'll sing with the song no matter what it doesn't matter what he's wearing like it just doesn't yeah it doesn't no. matter and it's like, it's not it's not radical anymore is it yeah. it's not pushing the envelope it, it started out being like oh my god he's wearing all these wacky vaguely effeminate outfits yeah. what a challenge for the neckbeards but i'm like you know what it's actually not um, and they don't care because they just want to sing his stupid song. He could come out in a polka dot bikini next week and they will be like, just singing the song. I'm sorry. It was a good match. He's a good worker. Mm-hmm. He's always good. It's never a disappointing match. I just don't care. Did you care about the Gunther-Drew McIntyre match? Yes. Yeah. I did because I love those two silly yes. boys. Um, and I am... I mean, documented fan of Gunther, like mm-hmm. huge, huge fan of him, both in the ring and in my fantasy personal life of his, where I'm just going around for like appetizers and board games, because I feel like that's his thing, Sure, you know? But I loved the match. I was really shocked at the ending. Mm. I guess that'll learn Drew to play hardball with his contract. Mm-hmm. That'll learn you. And I am absolutely obsessed with this slight evolution in Gunther's character where he's gone from being stoic, taciturn, angry man who just comes in and murders everyone to having a good old chocolate at everyone's expense. Uh, I am really enjoying the shift in his arrogance Mm -hmm. and in his preparedness to laugh in people's faces because pride comes before a fall, Gunther. Mm-hmm. You got a month to knock the honky-tonk man off his perch. That's right. Jeff had a fun old time when he learned about the honky-tonk man when he was Googling that during Raw this week. You know... Didn't know him. My memory of honky-tonk man was that he had the title for like 18 years because I remember him beating... <laughs> I was so excited when Ricky Dragon, when Ricky the Dragon Steamboat won that title because he was my favorite wrestler. He and Roddy, Roddy Roddy Piper were my favorites at that 
when I, a young 10 year old Hal was his favorites. That's the reason why that match remains my favorite match of all time. Cause it was seared into my brain. And it's also one of the best matches of all time. But when, when he lost to the honky tonk man, it was such a shock and so sad. And he's a great chicken shit heel champion. <laughs> we'll never know what that run would have been because Vince doesn't like PTO. But it felt way longer. And this reign feels shorter, even though he's had yeah, such yeah. a great list of matches. And I'm excited to see. I mean, like, I wish Chad Gable was wrestling him in 30 days because Chad Gable would be a great guy to take the belt off of them. I think it would actually be great. I mean, I wouldn't hate them finding a way to hold it over, actually, and, and give it to Chad because mm-hmm. it was someone I wouldn't have thought of. But it is someone who absolutely deserves it and they have done such great work with his character he has never failed he has taken Mm -hmm. shit and made it ice cream time and time and time again he would make an amazing IC champion they would have another amazing match and I think it's a perfect foil to this new arrogant Gunther We'll see. I do want to get back to who I think, who could dethrone him as IC champion. But first I want to talk about, we talked about people being made and Ronda Rousey did that for one of her B-fries. The other one has stems on their half of the necklace. Shayna Baszler, <laughs> who put her to sleep with the, was it the Kirfuna clutch? Isn't that what she put her in? Yeah. And made her go sleepy and then came out and had a great promo about it. I don't, you weren't watching it this time. I don't, you weren't watching it in like 1998, 1999, right? When Dan the no. Beast Severn and Ken Shamrock were fighting <laughs> no, each other, Ken no. Shamrock and Steve Blackman. I'm familiar, but yeah. no. They put them in like an no. octagon and they were having a match, but it's a worked match. It's like a worked shoot. They're not really going for it. Yeah. So this one had that feel as well. That was like a, a little more of a feel of like they're doing some legitimate stuff, but also, you know, I've seen yeah. a little bit of MMA. I don't like it. I but I've seen them when they get a knockout and they just like punch somebody four times and then the ref literally has to step in and throw them all like stop yeah stop you'll you'll kill him don't you see what you're doing <laughs> it was the, probably the weakest match of the card it was totally fine it was the one that i could have done without and i don't want to sound unsupportive of the ladies and i got the result that i wanted the step up kick where ronda need <laughs> Shayna in the eye and we've seen the results of that did look brutal mm-hmm. and i think it was like you say it's I saw so many people shitting on it online and I think what they forgot was that it was supposed to be a fight and an MMA match and actually if you watch any MMA either it lasts four seconds Mm -hmm. or it feels kind of like this where there's just a lot of weird slappy punches like slappy slap punchy punch Mm -hmm. push you push you push you slappy slappy punch one killer move nothing for five more minutes (laughs) and I do think Ronda giving Shayna that black eye is, was the greatest parting gift she could have given her because it looks badass. It looks painful, but it looks badass and it looks like they really did have a fight. When they edit that package together at some point when Ronda comes back to do something, like it will look like a, a murder fight. That's fine. I don't know how well you... Do you remember anything or have you ever seen anything about the the 1999 king of the ring i'm sure i have but my goose brain says the what now so the king of the ring tournament in 1999 was won by billy gunn and at at that time you know there are a few different ways there was no 
Money in the Bank briefcase. So the winner of the King of the mm-hmm. Ring was generally someone they were going to to try to make a top star out of. They had Ken yeah. Shamrock the year before that didn't really work out. The year before that was Triple H. The year before that Stone Cold Steve Austin. So the batting average is generally high. Owen Hart was a winner in like '94. Yeah. That one I saw. So so yeah, that, yeah, that's I mean classic. But so you have uh, Mr. Ass as he was known at the time. He wins King of the Ring, and his next major feud is at SummerSlam, and it's against The Rock in a, in a kiss-my-ass match. And I think part of that, obviously part of that is he's going to run with the big boys. And the other part mm-hmm. is, if you can hang in a feud with The Rock, especially on the microphone, then the crowd will buy into you as a star uh, much easier. Now, of course, Billy Gunn, for all the things he could do, is not the best on the mic. He was terrible but just not that level. So now here we are in the year of our flying spaghetti monster 2023. And we have a battle Royal, which is not King of the ring, but it is won by a guy who I, and I don't think Mr. Ass at the time was, he got a lot of heat with the new age outlaws, but nothing like the pop that, that LA Knight gets every time he walks out, every time they see him, it just the guy is a star. So he wins this battle Royal wins it by beating Seamus, which is very impressive. And now he's vaulted into a feud against The Miz. And I thought their promo segment was so compelling because if there's somebody who's going to bring out the best of you on the mic, it's going to be The Miz. All these people right here love you right now and they'll probably love you for the next five months. They'll buy your t-shirts because they think you're it. But you know what I think? I think you're just an Attitude Era fanboy playing cosplay in my ring. I'm excited to see that match. But also, the reason why I wanted to come back to to Gunther is, I don't know if LA Knight is going to stay on the Raw roster, or if this means that The Miz is going to move over to SmackDown. But I think that LA Knight would be a good person to have take the title off of Gunther, maybe after a little bit of a chase. And yeah, that, that could be fine. That's his next step, I think. I also wouldn't be mad at a, a, a hot potato. Give it to Chad for a minute, and Chad give it to LA Knight. Like, I don't think I would have an issue with that either. Um, I just really want Chad to get a, a present. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but do you, yes. Do you want him to have a Zack Ryder run with the IC title, where he wins it in front of his dad and then loses it twenty four hours later? Not like twenty four hours later, but I just I think he could have a really fun hold it for a couple of pay-per-views run you know as Gunther's had it for so fucking long whoever gets it next isn't gonna have it forever so you know I think if we're gonna move it around for a minute to just find its new home I don't know but I I mean I absolutely absolutely agree that LA Knight is is ready he is primed the only reason not to put something on him right now is because you're holding it over for a more important moment that, you know, it just occurred to me while we we're talking about this, that the guy who took the belt off of Honky Tonk Man and did it in like three seconds was the Ultimate Warrior, who was wildly popular at the time and took the belt all the way into WrestleMania, where he gave it up after winning the world title off of Hogan. So I'm not equating LA Knight to the Ultimate Warrior in any way other than the fact that the audience recognizes that he is a star and is hungry for him to win. Like, he yeah. got one of the biggest pops of the night. Oh, absolutely massive. Absolutely massive. Um, 
Also, by the time LA Knight gets to the ring, he's not completely gassed out. So, so that's fun. I am a little bit obsessed with him right now. Yeah, he comes across as a decent guy. Fingers crossed that that holds up. But oh, also, I don't. I don't want to know if yeah, it's yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> I, uh, <you laughs> he know, seems like a nice fellow. If they're skeletons, let them be like mouse skeletons and not like right. Under I, the he's been corpse. in this industry for a really long time. Yeah. If there was something to know yeah. at this point. To- Took At a while with point, Moolah. Took a while with Moolah. We don't know. It was a different time. That's now. true. It was fair, not fair, fair. a time of That's the true. internet. So I am okay. choosing to believe that this is a safe place to store my love. <laughs> like I'm choosing to believe he won't betray me. I want it to. And my adoration. Uh, he's got pets. I mean, <laughs> even at the at his press conference, he talked about uh, you can't. Be a, a professional wrestler in the year of our flying spaghetti monster 2023 without recognizing that fans on the internet are talking about you and they all have opinions on how things should be booked. We're almost always collectively a million percent wrong because we're we're booking with our heart and for the short yeah. term. We're being myopic and reductive. We are playing checkers to the chess. Yes, players. Che- but he Stephen talked Amel about. Stephen wouldn't understand yeah, that. But. He, he, he talked about the idea of like everybody thinks they should strap the rocket to me. He's like, forget it. I'm strapping the rocket to myself. Like, and that's all you can do. That's all yeah. you can do. And continue. that's how you get stuff like uh, was the f- uh, fashion police over is you just yeah. have an yeah, idea yeah, yeah. and you roll with it. And whatever little crumb they give you. You make the best of it, and then it gets over. You hope ultimately it's booked well. I think you have a better shot in the current creative climate of WWE than you might have in the past. But yes, agreed. It's really exciting to see them take a step with him. That is a big step, and a very good battle royal. Like, way better than battle royals have a right to be. Yeah, yeah, I thought the whole thing was fun. It was the right breather at the right time. Gave you a chance to take a minute. Pour mm-hmm. more wine, yeah. if you me, uh, which is what I did. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really fun. Um, the moment Omos came out, I fully had a, oh, God, no, moment. But thankfully, that was done really well also. And I don't hate Omos. I feel bad because I liked him so much on Watch What Happened Live. He seems like such a nice man. It's that thing of like, I care for you a lot, but I don't want to have this professional transaction with you because yeah, it won't I be enjoyable. I only want the best for you. Yes. But I would love for you to find happiness and fulfilling employment elsewhere. Absolutely. Yes. Stay part of the conversation about our buddy Omos and everybody else. <laughs> on all... And jobs he might like yeah. to do. And other jobs. <laughs> like what other things can he do? He can do a lot of things. I bet you he's... I bet she's a good chef. I bet you'd be like, um, like, but I like high level chef. Like, not- oh, I bet like if you went over for brunch, you'd be like, and he'll be like, oh, come over for brunch, and you'd think, oh, he's gonna throw together like some eggs and maybe some breakfast potatoes, and then you get there, and it would be like a spread, like a full, incredible, like he'd made those little mini frittatas, yeah. the little egg cup things. I bet he's all over it. I bet his protein cookery is is fantastic anyway uh check us out on our social media channels which include blue sky it's now new and available to you most of us are there links are in the show notes for all of the places you might go when we come back we're going to talk about the main event of SummerSlam and all of the injuries of wwe that's up next on tyson fights you there 
Have you considered listening to the Beef and Dairy Network, an award-winning comedy show in the form of a newsletter podcast for the beef and dairy industries? Well, maybe you should. And why don't you try our most recent episode, episode 99, which features American man Paul F. Tompkins playing Queen Elizabeth II's former personal beef sommelier. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and I laying on the floor of her bedroom, uh, just l- helplessly laughing till tears run down our faces as corgis are jumping on us, over us, licking us. That is a day that I will treasure forever until I am executed. Find the show at MaximumFun.org. I hope there's beef in heaven. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. And now it's time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Get a life, kid. Rhymes with shit. Holy shit. WWE. I love Kate. I Look at this face. a hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? All right, let's start with the main event. The main event will be about the main event. And all of the story there, <laughs> Roman Reigns retaining the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I can't believe I just said that. They uh, <laughs> retained the SmackDown Championship against Jey Uso, getting some help from Jimmy, who may or may not have cared about preserving his reign as of our recording this. We don't know. We haven't heard the next chapter in that. We don't know why yeah, Jimmy, why? Why'd you do it? Why Jimmy, why? This match had everything. It was a wonderful match. Jay is yep. so good. We even had a cameo from Chef Reactions, our favorite TikTok <laughs> chef who helped Jay up when he splashed his brother through the table. Yeah, I was, say, I was about to say even had audience participation, which was beautiful. The do it for Jimmy, do it for Jimmy really hit harder after the end of the match. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was really the wowzers. I'm not over it. I'm emotionally not okay with it. Yeah. It, it, it's hard because the, the story has been going on for so long. You feel like you can see, like we could have reasonably expected three years ago that Jay was going to wrestle Roman at some point, that it was going to lead to that. Especially when we got to the Sammy stuff it became more and more apparent. This is the guy to do it. We've seen cracks all over the place. Like maybe it's going to be solo. Solo seems to be eyeing the throne. So when you get a twist like that, like Jimmy shows up and super kicks him after Jay is the only one who has stood up for Jimmy. But also think about this. When Jay was on the outside, Jimmy was the one who kept trying to pull him in and pull him in and pull him in and Jay wouldn't listen to him. And then he, he, I feel like there's an undercurrent and I don't know if this is where they're going to go with it of like, Jay doesn't listen to Jimmy. Jimmy's been trying to tell him the whole time what to do. Like he's been pointing out, like, this is what you need to do. This is the right thing and does not listen to him. And you get sick of that, especially after three years of it. I wonder if that will factor in. I'm I'm in. Like, they would have to screw up a lot, a lot, a lot for me to walk yeah. away from it. I mean, I saw some people complaining, saying like, oh, again, oh, again. Um, but I got I to gotta admit, did 
we really, truly believe that Jay Uso, one half of the Usos, was going to be the one to end this reign. Like, objectively, looking at it from the bigger picture, we might have wanted that. I went into it wondering how he was going to lose, not how he could win. And I did not see this coming, so I enjoyed that. Uh, I I am choosing, like you say, to give it the same grace that we had to give it when uh, Sammy didn't win and that we had to give it when Cody didn't win. Mm -hmm. This is not the first time we've seen our fave not walk out Tribal Chief. I understand why some people are like, ugh, but also I'm going to go with it. I, I said that they wouldn't better the Sammy storyline, and if not bettered, it continued. Broke my heart for Jay because yeah. I think he's doing absolutely stellar, stellar work. Yes, he is. And it fully made me sit down and ask my husband, who is an identical twin, and his brother is named Jimmy, what he would do if Jimmy did that to him. What he say? <laughs> He was I would fucking kill him, which was adorable. And I was like, oh, we got him. We got Jeff. We got him all the way now. He's yeah. all the way wrestling now. What a great piece of twin sight. Um, right? He would fucking kill him. And I was like, great. Awesome. Thank you. That's what I wanted. It's interesting that, that the close matches or the really important matches, he hasn't really won clean, especially lately. Yes. Didn't Same with Cody. Sammy Same clean. with Cody. Cody. Yeah. I think Cody... It feels like the the scuttlebutt has been for a while that it, that when Roman Reigns gets dethroned, it will be at WrestleMania next year in Philadelphia against Cody Rhodes. That will be what finished feels the story is all about. It? Feels yeah. that way right now. <laughs> Cody beating Seth is not finishing the story. No, and Cody saying, "Oh, my mom, my mom, <laughs> mommy said that Brock acknowledged me." Both adorable, but also like, "Oh, you little tease, you little scamp." Yeah, there, yeah, there's this sense of like his story and the documentary, which is fantastic, really, really fun watch, you know, tells you the story, the story he's trying to finish is to do what his father never could. And that title, the lineage of that title yes. sits with Roman Reigns. I don't care yes. how they split it up. Otherwise, undisputed parking lot, FTW, global. <laughs> Put an inter- X on it. Yeah, inter- it doesn't matter, does it? Because Seth's champion. title yeah. currently, right now, Seth's title is still, sorry, secondary to Roman's titles. Uh, For sure. It just is. It just is. Yes. Facts, it's facts. I don't make the rules. It just is. And Cody's not going to be satisfied with that. We found out that Roman got hurt relatively early in the match after Jay hit a dive onto his back. And Roman, so Roman, I think he had planned time away anyway, but, uh, and he's supposed to be at SmackDown this Friday where they will probably explain why he is leaving for a little while. And he, it could be very simple of there's no one left for me to beat. There's no one good enough. And we never got that from Brock. Brock just sort of disappeared and then showed up once in a while. So the idea of him, the idea of him saying that might be interesting and see where it goes from there. But so he's hurt. We also have other people who are hurt to varying degrees. We have Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Sonia Deville's going to be gone for a while. Was she tear her ACL? Achilles? ACL. Yeah, ACL. She had the surgery today. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, as we're recording this, um, but she's posted to say the surgery went well. Um, I don't know. Maybe she's going to be a mutant like Logan Paul and and be 
well in like 10 seconds time but possible oh what a blow what an absolute blow yes heartbroken and for her we saw dakota kai she seemed to be moving well got in between the ropes without much difficulty mm-hmm. but there is a sea of difference between that and being able to to go yes, in a ring and do stuff and she she intimated during the press conference intimate she just said I'm a, I'm a ways away from getting back in the ring like we're closer than we were but we're not there yet and then big e was told this week that it might be best for him to retire. And frankly, I hope he does because I think he is super talented, could do a million different things for the company, can still be involved to some extent. I want for him, as someone who has just passed him once and just in seeing him interact like in a natural environment, just seemed like such a decent human being that I want him to live a long and fulfilled life. I want when he has children to be able to pick them up and play with them and and for him to remember their names. I just want names, him to be able to like, walk, man. Like yeah. I want him to be able to use his brain to do simple functions and his body to do the same. I mm-hmm. I was I read that news and my immediate reaction was like, oh my god, that's awful. I'm so upset. And then my second response was, I really hope he does retire, and I hope they put New Day in Hall of Fame immediately to lock it in. If he genuinely, genuinely cannot work anymore in the ring, I'm like, so many flowers. Bury that man in flowers while he's still well enough to climb out from underneath them. I think, uh, well, he said he feels 100%. It's not a question of how he feels. It's a question of you will hurt it again. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, well, are... and I did see he had said, like, part of the reason he is, it's been delayed is because he mentally isn't okay with the idea of coming back yet like he's still scared scared. yeah of course um and you can't come back if you're scared like how many podcasts have you listened to because i've heard there are other wrestling podcasts but Mm -hmm. how many other interviews have you heard with wrestlers or read where they've said once you are too afraid to come back in the ring it is game over for you because you will hurt yourself or you will hurt someone else if you go in scared yes and i never want that for him Mm -mm. ever he has had an incredible career I'm not saying there weren't more things he could have done in a perfect world, but if he had to duck out having achieved what he achieved, fuck yeah. Like, you did it. You had it. You know, I think you got to wait to put him in the Hall of Fame until Kofi also retires. I think that, because then there's well, no I'm more new day. But I'm wondering if he's gonna. Like, I'm know. wondering if he's gonna, and this is his last run that he's come back for, just Maybe. because he has spoken about it, saying... He feels closer to the end and he's doing other stuff, but who knows? There's nothing who left knows? for him to do. Like I don't he's know. done everything yeah. you could possibly do. He's one of the greatest. Like he's a Hall yeah. of Famer on his own and will also yes. be a Hall of Famer. He'll be a double Hall of Famer. He'll be yes, the only one probably the only one of the three of them. It's, and that's fine. What an achievement. For sure. With the I with the, the three of us went in the Hall of Fame. Oh my goodness. With Julian clapping. <laughs> But I'm getting there. no real achievement with Julian being our our Wookie stood behind us, having done all the work but getting no medal, <laughs> like because that is the way of these things. I want to be in a hall. Sorry, of fame Julian, no like medal, no fame. medal for you, Chewbacca. No I'm medal. Make for a sequel you. in fifteen years later, it's going to be like, oh, now I got one for something that I didn't really care about. Sure, it just <laughs> absolutely sucks that Chewie did not get a medal. I'm still mad about it. I know when people are like, "There's nothing to learn about those movies anymore." I'm like, I would like to know what what kind of bigotry exists on that planet where Chewie didn't get a medal. You know, I think the moment in Rise of Skywalker where they give him a medal was enough to tell you that you never needed him to get a medal in the first place. 
I did. I did. It felt like a pity medal. I would have turned it down if I was him. I would be like, stick that up your ass. I don't want it now. I wish they That's had given... That's what you should have said. I wish the rest of the movie was them giving medals to everybody in the crowd. R2-D2 gets <laughs> one hanging up his out. little sensor. Throwing them out. Yeah. No, they it should have been like when people turn down a knighthood. He should have been like, like, absolutely not. Hey, those queer baiting people, you guys get medals right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Everyone gets a medal. We found a mouse Magic droid. horses. You get one. <laughs> a mouse droid snuck onto the Millennium Falcon and survived. We're going to put a medal on this thing, too. We're really excited. Somebody give him to the ship. <laughs> you get a medal. You get a medal. <laughs> hey, uh, he couldn't uh, be here to accept his medal, but Figrin Dan is uh, is here via remote. <laughs> he's he's playing a jizz festival in uh, Tatooine, New Orleans. But uh, we're really excited to give him this medal. Chewbacca, will you hold this for him, but never put it around your neck? <laughs> It's not yours. Yeah. Just be clear about the fact that it's not yours. Yeah. No Wookiee medals in this star system. If you want to debate whether or not Chewbacca deserved a medal, you can visit us on our social media channels via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Jarrett Hill. And I'm Trayvon Anderson, and we want to know, have you ever had mixed feelings about the things that you love? Ooh, maybe about the things that you hate? Then Fantai is the show for you. Fantai is the podcast for all those complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives. You might have conflicting feelings about Kamala Harris or mm-hmm. propaganda or mm-hmm. interracial friending. Mm-hmm. That's all right, because we do too. And we get into it every single Thursday. Catch this Slay Worthy audio at MaximumFun.org. That's MaximumFun.org slash Fanti. That's F-A-N-T-I. Come get all this good good. Or this great great. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelp. And... Oh, Julian Burrell, I have to think of something in a hurry, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you better hurry. You better this hurry, man. This is because I said he couldn't have a medal. Suddenly he's just pretending. This is why you're not getting one, Julian. And also this Chewbacca's here. This is why you're not here. getting a medal. <laughs> oh, you said you don't need a medal, Chewbacca? Oh, you stole Luke's while he was sleeping? <laughs> oh, yeah, that is funny. Good job. He's going he's gonna to rip the arms off of that medal giver anyway. They've got it coming. He just wants dead meat hanging from a tree. Remember? Like that was, he was way more excited about that carcass just hanging there than he was about any metal that he saw. He's hungry. I mean, the Wookiee eats porgs in front of porgs. Mm -hmm. Like that's, he's not a a, a necessarily nice Wookiee. He needs, look, he needs protein. It's their fault for It's the fact that he cooked them in front of them. And then when one of them looked at him, like a bit upset about it, he just threw them away. Oh, wait, is that not worse? Because you still killed them, plucked them, yeah. and speared them, and cooked them. Yeah. And now you've just wasted them. He should have held like, the spit I up and slid them worse. into his mouth like a cartoon. Right? <clears throat> and then just can, like, double finger guns and a, and a wink. Like, that's <laughs> what he should have done. You never see those medals in any of the subsequent mu- movies either. So maybe, like, Luke and them uh, didn't care about them all that much either. Because they're so. shitty medals. Yes, they're, they're shitty just... medals that no one wanted. You see one in Rise of Skywalker. Shitty medals. <laughs> shitty medals that it's, no one wanted. It's time to share the joy and medals of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. One, two, three. Oh, sick. 
All right. Julian, we put you on the spot, so I'm going to keep the pressure on. I'll let you go first. <laughs> what do you have? I'll just pick something really easy. Uh, okay. NXT. You know, we had some good times. We had some great times. We had some really terrible times in the last two years. But I have, I've gone back to watching NXT. And I think over the last few months, it was like, you know, as one Mr. John Green would say, the way you fall asleep slowly and then all at once. So <laughs> I, I feel like I'm kind of back into NXT now. I kind of, and you know nice. what, I kind of missed it. I missed having a show where the stakes feel comparatively low to the rest of uh, wrestling in general, where the crowds are noticeably smaller than everything. And it feels slightly more pure. And you know what, if, if WWE wanted to go back to making everybody slightly more cartoonish to get us there, so be it. At least I got Carmelo Hayes out of that bargain. And I think I'm okay with that. I'll mm-hmm. take that trade every day. Um, so yeah, I'd say after being a punching bag for two years, it's nice to have NXT back to where it's at least respectable. And I will continue to watch it. Even if nostalgia will never let me admit that it's that it's any better than what it once was. Rock and roll. Lindsay. I am going to... Do you know what? Uh, I, I've, I've had a rough week, so I'm just going to be a little bit cunty. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I can say cunty on this podcast, but I just did. So feel free to beep that, Julian. I didn't call anyone it, so I think that's fine. I just finally got around to watching Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh. And I consider it to be an abomination. <gasps> but what I thought was amazing what? was Dave Batista, who... <gasps> just gets better and better and better and better every time he breathes. I he love that man. So I'll watch him do anything. Fuck Silver. He's like, gorillas, gorillas didn't watch Guardians. They didn't, you didn't watch it, Silver. Did he watch it? He's nodding. Did he watch it, Hal? Did he genuinely watch yes. it? Was he in the room? He was in the room when, it, when it, it played, yeah. Was he though? Like, he was, because, he was there. Okay, fine. I mean, he's a stuffed okay, animal, but it. sure, he was there. But I thought Batista was incredible and I just want to give him more and more and more props for his work and his acting because I just thought it was stellar. Um, I love that man. I love that man. Uh, I'm really trying to process what I just heard. I'm sorry. It was badly written. You are, you... badly written. It's gross. Repeatedly just gross for the sake of being gross. It's emotionally manipulative. It's... I hate the stuff with the animals. I, I can't. I can't. I have not seen this movie yet, actually. I haven't seen it yet. I'm actually... Gosh, I don't know where to begin with Sorry, this. Julian. I haven't spoiled anything for you. I haven't spoiled anything yeah, for you. If you need an angel on your shoulder, I'm happy because I, I felt the exact opposite of the way Lindsay feels. But I'm not here to convince her of anything. She's fully entitled just to feel to... how she feels. You're not here to yum the yuck, if you will. Yeah, I'm not going to yuck. I'm, not, her I'm yuck. not yucking anybody's no. yum. My my evening was yucked, uh, but I am here to yum up Dave Batista, who is genuinely, genuinely, genuinely such a highlight, and everything he does in the film makes me so happy. He's wonderful. So happy. Man. He is wonderful. Well, I guess I'll put over the. Uh, I don't know if this is. Well, you put over the most directly wrestling thing, Julian. There's a guy on TikTok named Dave Colombo who has dedicated at least a portion of his life to following Glenn Jacobs, our beloved Kane, on social media, and then following up all of his conservative comments uh, with with reminders of things from wrestling storylines to prove that he's a hypocrite. <laughs> and it is hilarious. It's a great bit. As far as I know, he has not received a response and may never, but I, I, appreciate, I appreciate him going deep into his bag 
for uh, for all these. So uh, here's a clip. Still responding to conservative Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs holding him accountable for when he was the wrestler Kane. Why? Because kayfabe. Our president doesn't seem to know who our allies are and who our adversaries are. Says the guy who for a decade was either teaming with or fighting against his brother on any given week. There you go. Kane, you can take the mask off. You can become a politician, but your past will follow you everywhere. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk along with me, Hal Loveland. As always, please go to sagafterstrike.org to find out what's going on with the SAG After Strike. Support the Writers Guild as well. A lot of amazing different unions showed up on Friday, at, this past Friday, at Universal uh, to pick it, which was wonderful. And now we cannot go there anymore because it is not safe. Those bastards. But uh, we continue to go strong. The Writers Guild, uh, as of this recording, has passed 100 days, 100 days on the picket line. And, hey, we're all just getting started. There are a lot of different ways to support the below-the-line artists who uh, who are going to be in financial some financial hardship from this. Although, to be frank, all of us have other jobs unless we reach the top echelon. But that doesn't mean we don't need help. It doesn't mean the union can't be supported. So there are a lot of different ways to do that. Go check out sagafterstrike.org and you'll find uh, some great resources there. For the union lady. <laughs> 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 Lindsay. We love it. Uh, yeah, same with, this, with the unions and the strikes, of course. Um, we are an IOTC household because my husband is an editor, so he isn't striking yet, but he is out of work because there isn't any work for him to have. Mm-hmm. So we did do a, sit, a fun sit down this week and, and figure out how long his unemployment will last because <laughs> he could be out of work for a real long time, uh, which is why we need to support the funds and why we need to support the strikes. Don't listen to anything the studios say because they are full of shit. That's how I feel about that. In happier news, I have a book you could buy or ask, get it out from your library. If you're on strike, you've got a couple of extra hours in your day, pop down to your library and say, do you have Love Me Do by Lindsay Kelk? Or if you're in North America, could you get it when it comes out in September? Uh, They could and they will if you ask for it. Uh, It's a delight. The Publishers Weekly this week called it a real treat. That was nice. It's a treat for for you reading it and for me who gets paid. So that would be amazing. It's also currently 99p on ebook in the UK, which is quite frankly an embarrassment. It's so cheap. A lot of ebooks are 99p. Ask me in, in the socials about the economy in publishing. It's an absolute disaster. It's a thing we do. We just devalued everything that we create. Um, hi, art. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that plays into another theme we just talked about. But it's 99p, which, what can you buy for a pound? What can you get for a dollar, Hal? What can you buy in this country for a dollar? Like, that's as joyous as a book. Penny candy. That's not even as enjoyable because it goes away right away. A book lasts forever. And if if you ate 100 pieces of penny candy too, you would get like a stomachache. Yeah, you you go to hospital. If you ate it all at once. And I would because I have no impulse control. Mm -hmm. So like definitely get a copy of Love Me Do instead. As I've mentioned... It's a treat. Our producer is the stone cold punter, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. And hey, 
Why don't you keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels? You can find those in the show notes. Find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at MaxFunStore.com and celebrate Ice Cream Christmas all year long. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Here comes the pain, bow to the masters, this is a podcast, they are podcasters. Max Fun's the network, Dyson Fights is the name. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.